0: to the podcast. This is You Gotta Watch This. I am your host, Aaron, and with me is your host, Nick. I'm Nick. And this is the podcast where we talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but not just about the, the, the universe, but the films that make it up. Yeah. And we watch them in order. And we love them in order. we love them in our hearts. And then we talk about them. <laughs> and that right there, what I've just described, uh-huh. is... Pretty close to a perfect podcast. Yeah, I can't close. imagine it getting any better, but there is one careful piece I've admitted. Yeah, and, and it does get better. And that piece is that, whereas I've seen these films many times, and I'm very familiar with the subject matter and the films, uh, Nick, you're watching these for the first time. Very first time. And, you know, you could say borderline against your will. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: kicking and screaming.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, but... But that's that's where we're at. Yeah. And um, so, the film we just watched—it's crazy to think we're so far into this experiment. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is episode eighteen, and the film is Black Panther. Yeah. This film came out just two short years ago. I know Nick. it's nuts. How it's does that nuts. feel? You like this is recent memory. Yeah. This is,
1: I I you went know and I actually so this was. Um... You know, we, we we had said at the beginning that there are a few that I had seen. Um, those being, of mm-hmm. course, um, Ant-Man, uh, the Guardians movies, and this movie, Black Panther. Um, so this is mm-hmm. the last movie that I... Have seen, or at least I think that I've seen, because I, I, we, hmm. I may or may not have seen the second Ant Man.
0: I'm going to say I, this is a strong bet. I would make it every day. <laughs> you did not see Ant Man of the Wasp. I swear I saw the Wasp, but we're, we're we're gonna find out. But you you didn't see that movie. You saw <laughs> you saw a trailer for it.
1: Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I I I distinctly remember going to watch this in the theater. Did we did we see it together? We did not see it together. Okay, now. I saw somebody um, somebody. <laughs> If if listeners, if that was you, let me know. It might have been your wife, Megan. Oh, you, she was definitely there. <laughs> she was definitely there. <laughs> there may have been other people there, too.
0: I see what you're saying. I so understand now. Okay. The, the
1: fact that I don't remember who was there, uh, you know, it doesn't particularly bode well for how much I remembered the movie. Yeah. Um, but I did, in fact, remember a lot of it um, because okay. I really enjoyed it. Um, this. Well,
0: let's get your – this isn't quite your hot take, yeah, but
1: let's my, get my it. Reheated take your reheated really take uh it's i this movie's great um and it's really interesting seeing it now in the context of the marvel cinematic cinematic universe yeah. um not necessarily for th- there were some other things there were some things that i understood better um mm-hmm. in sort of the larger context but more like how it fits in with like the vibe i, I thought it was interesting like It was definitely a very self contained movie. Like, there are are players that that were involved elsewhere. We've got Claw, who we've seen before, um, and some other stuff that kind of ties in. Um, Obviously, you know, we've seen Black Panther before in uh, Infinity War, but it just was a very self contained plot line about Wakanda and sort of that internal struggle there. Um, And I, I just thought it was fantastic.
0: Yeah, it it is a uh, it is a great movie. I, I think what you kind of hit on the head, it's a self-contained story about Wakanda. And a lot of these films uh, tend to be kind of globe-trotting, or in some cases, they span the galaxy. Yeah. And this one, it goes to a couple different places, but it definitely is centered around Wakanda, and it gives you a great sense of it. We've gotten glimpses of it in the other movies, um, but this was this prolonged, you know, like... And it's it's amazing. Yeah. Like it's such an amazing place to be, and what an amazing story it is. They, um, they actually
1: sort of it's like a big misdirect. I feel like the first um, uh, act is kind of like uh, they kind of set Claw up to be this the big bad, and yeah. and and it starts to kind of feel like a Marvel movie. They 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 go off to Busan. They're in um, somewhere else. Like they're kind of chasing after him. It feels like this big kind of larger movie. And then it all sort of condenses back to Wakanda, and that's where yeah. all the action happens. Like that's what matters, and you know that's what they focus on. And uh, I, I think, rightly so. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that was the right decision, writing wise.
0: So before we get too into it, let's yeah. recap for the people yeah. who who didn't just finish watching this movie. We'll do. Um, let's do maybe three minutes. Oh and... boy, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you see, you see these notes. Oh man, he's got so many notes, but I <laughs> I believe in him. He's gotten so close in the past, and I think tonight's his night.
1: I've done it a few times, right?
0: <laughs> you have done it a, few a couple. Times. It's at funny. Least. Earlier in the series, you were better at it, but as these movies get more and more complex, yeah, um, and you're like making these connections, you're seeing it like I feel like more I can't things... not say stuff about yeah, it. Yeah, more things seem important to you, right? So like it's I've definitely noticed it's becoming more and more of a challenge. Yeah, <laughs> which. Yeah which I I enjoy. So we're going to start the timer. You have three minutes starting now. All right, so the movie
1: kicks off. We get sort of an origin story of Wakanda. Um, so they have Vibranium. It was an ancient meteor that hit. Um, and their whole deal is that they sort of hide themselves in plain sight, pretending to be this third-world country. All right, so go to 1992 in Oakland. Um, the Black Panther, King T'Ch- T'Chaka, uh, visits uh, his younger brother, N'Jobu, who, uh, turns out, has betrayed Wakanda. Um, so uh, go back to present day. All right, so T'Ch- T'Challa, that's his son. Um He takes out, you see him taking out some bad guys and he picks up Nakia, who is his love interest, so that she can be at his coronation because don't forget um, his dad, T'Chaka, died um, in that big bombing. Um, So they enter this beautiful city, um, very uh, technological, beautiful city, and it's disguised as a mountain, uh, which is pretty cool. So meanwhile in London, um, there's a guy looking uh, at the African artifacts. Um, He poisons uh, this lady's coffee and these fake paramedics come in, including Claw, and um, they they show up for this heist. They shoot the guards, and they steal this Wakandan artifact. So back in Wakanda, T'Challa is uh, not challenged by any of the four tribes, um, as is their right, but the fifth tribe, the Jabari tribe, the sort of tribe that lives up in the mountains, um, shows up, and they challenge. Um, so T'Challa wins, and M'Baku, who is the leader of the Jabari tribe, yields. Um, so T'Challa visits the ancestral plain um, with the help of... Um, it's magic flower stuff. I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he, speaks, he's, he speaks to his father, sort of the ghost or the spirit of his father, um, and sort of gets pumped up. Um, later, T'Challa and Nakia uh, disagree whether Wakanda should come out of hiding and sort of join the wider world and help help everyone. Um, but his buddy, Wakabi, um, is more of like a war hawk. He thinks that they should come out of hiding, but uh, to attack and change the world aggressively. Um, So they find out about Claw's heist, um, and they go to get him because they realize uh, that was the guy that um, was responsible for an attack uh, many, many, many years ago. uh, and who stole some vibranium from them years ago um, and killed a lot of people. So um, T'Chaka's sister, Shuri, is like a tech genius. Um, she's kind of like the Q. I love that scene where she's showing him all the, the new suits and stuff. So she's got this sweet new yeah. suit for them. Um, so now they go to Busan. Um, they take a train to Busan, and then they go to, they don't really, they go to a secret <laughs> casino. Um, and so that's T'Challa, Nakia, and Okoye. O- o- Okoye. Um, who is like the general of his guard? Um, uh, and they're there. Um, turns out the CIA is there, uh, Agent Ross, um, and Claw and the baddies show up. And there was some kind of deal between the CIA and Claw. That kind of falls uh, falls through. Um, and this big fight ensues. Claw escapes and they pursue in this giant uh, car chase scene. It's pretty cool. They wind up catching Claw. T'Challa almost kills him, um, but they take him back instead. So, um, Agent Ross. Um, Gets the Wakanda vibranium scoop from Claw while he's in captivity, um, but then all of a sudden, uh, Killmonger, who we haven't talked about yet, but he was the other guy um, who had started the heist in the museum. Um, he springs Claw by blowing up the doorway and shooting, um, shooting into it, the, and they, they so they take Claw. Um, Agent Ross actually takes a bullet for Nakia, and he's dying, but they save his life and they take him back to Wakanda to um, fully heal him. Um, so. As they're about to uh, get on a plane, Killmonger, all of a sudden, shoots and kills Claw, which was a big... uh, I liked that that Claw was kind of like the red herring, a big bad, and you're like, oh, this is the real big bad guy. All right, so uh, T'Challa finds out um, then that his uncle, um, he finds this out from Zuli? Is that that his name? Yeah. I'm wasting time. Uh, He finds this out (laughs) that that, uh, his uncle had a kid in Oakland, and... um, uh, it was him, it was his uncle, who had helped Claw steal the vibranium. Um, and so that was that um, betrayal that we saw in the first scene that they talked about. And it turns out um, in that first scene, uh, T'Chaka, um, T'Challa's dad, was actually forced to kill him. Um, and he was um, uh, radicalized, is how they phrase it. Um, he wanted to, He wanted um, Wakanda to come out of hiding and help uh, oppressed people. Um, but he sort of viewed it, he had kind of a more of a, a militaristic um, viewpoint um, of how they should do that. Um, so the kid um, is left behind. Um, they haven't revealed it yet, I guess, in the movie, but it's pretty obvious that's Killmonger. Um, so Killmonger um, brings claws corpse to Wakabi. Um in Wakanda. Um, so now Ross reveals that Killmonger um, is also a secret ops guy. He went through the military secret ops. So like he's definitely like a heavy duty guy. Um, uh, turns out that he wants the throne. This is um, Killmonger. He wants the throne and he wants to use vibranium basically against the world, um, you know, conquer the conquerors. Um is kind of his his mo. Um, he has a line later that says, uh, "I've learned from our enemies." Um, so he challenges T'Challa, who accepts. Um, Killmonger kills Zul- Zuli, that's the name, um, and throws T'Challa off the waterfall, presumably to his death. Um, and assumes the throne. Some um, um Okoye, o- Okoye, uh, refuses to help Nakia overthrow him. Um, she says she's loyal to the throne, um, not to the person on the throne, per se. Um, So Killmonger takes the the magic purple flower stuff and speaks to his father, Um, Then he wakes up, and then he he orders them to burn all of this purple flower, um, sort of destroying the tradition um, and destroying uh, sort of the idea that there could be any more future kings to communicate with their ancestors. Um, So Killmonger... Uh, Wants to arm these people worldwide um, and have them rise up um, and uh, sort of take over the world. And the idea, he kind of thinks, is that Wakanda would then rule everyone, rule everything. Um, So Nakia um, is sneaking around, and she takes the last of this. They call it the heart-shaped root. Is that right? Um, The heart-shaped herb. Herb. And uh, she takes that to uh, M'Baku, who we saw earlier, uh, of the Jabari tribe. Um, and says, you know, you're our last hope, take this, and challenge him, Um, and Baku actually says, well, come and take a look at this, they've got T'Challa back there on ice in a coma, he washed up on their shores, Um, he's still alive, Um, so they give him this purple juice, and he visits the ancestral plane, and he really calls out his dad and all of his other ancestors for their inaction, and that's when he wakes up and sort of knows what he has to do, Um, so T'Challa, uh, at the time, can't convince M'Baku to help, um, but they go to um, confront Killmonger anyway. Um, so, Wakabi um, sides with the new king because he sort of agrees with this um, militaristic viewpoint of using the vibranium and... Um, and so there's this big fight scene between the tribes, essentially. Um, Ross um, is remote flying a plane and shoots down these planes that are taking this, these weapons out to the these other operatives, um, thus preventing the plan. Um, let's see, Shuri and uh, Nakia um, fight Killmonger, and then Killmonger and T'Challa have this big one-on-one fight scene on the uh, train um, tracks, and... Um, And let's see, so uh, Jabari um, tribe shows up just in the nick of time um, to sort of save the day and turn the tide in the battle um, up on the surface, and Bokabi um, yields to Okoye. so that sort of ends the fight up top and then down, uh, down in the mine, um, T'Challa mortally wounds Killmonger and then winds up taking him up to see the sunset uh, as he dies because he said that his, his father always said how beautiful Wakanda was. Um, so T'Challa is the king again. He smooches Nakia. Um, he starts, <laughs> uh, Wakanda National Outreach Centers, um, And then you have a mid-credit scene at the UN where sort of he announces Wakanda and reveals their sort of true existence. Uh, And then a post-credit scene where you see that Shuri has been healing Bucky. And that's the end of the movie. I did it in three minutes.
0: So it was actually five minutes and 40 seconds. Dang it! Over. (laughs) Wow. So, yeah, almost nine minutes. But you know what? Uh, I spoke to Shuri and she... Created some good technology, something or other. You're getting and lazy And because of with vibranium, <laughs> so you didn't go over. <laughs> okay. Thank goodness. Phew. These. I'm having a harder and harder time explaining away your massive overges, Nick. <laughs> Just no. Yeah. But it's all good. Okay. Um, But it, there's a lot going on in that movie. Yeah. And so I'm glad you broke it down for us. So let's talk about this as a as a film. Um, one of the things I think is important to, to talk about this film was nominated for six Oscars in twenty nineteen. How many did it win? It won three okay, the only Marvel Cinematic Universe film to win any Oscars at all. Others won, have
1: been nominated before
0: yeah and and that's what's so interesting is that the other films you know normally get nominated in visual effects uh-huh because they're you know all the Iron Man films, the Avengers films they're They're masterpieces of of that CGI technology. They were really leading the charge. But, of course, they never win. They always lose to some historical piece that uses CGI instead. You know, that's (laughs) typically how it goes. Yeah. Um, These these films normally get snubbed at the Oscars. Um, But Black Panther didn't get nominated for Best Visual Effects. Um, It got nominated for Best Picture, Mm -hmm. Best Sound Editing, Best Sound Mixing. Best original music score, best costume design, and best production design. Yeah. And it won for music score, costume design, and production design. Yeah. And in my opinion, well-deserved. The costume design is fantastic in this movie. Yeah. The, The amount of world building they did for Wakanda is... Incredible. Yeah.
1: It, uh, each of the, f- each of the five tribes feels distinct like they're, mm-hmm. their own nation, almost like you, you yeah. feel like the difference between these tribes, like just visually, but also just in, in sort of their mannerisms and the things they do and the way they speak and, and sort mm-hmm. of,
0: uh, it's really neat. A- absolutely. And, and the, the creation of a, of a culture and society and architecture and technology that is not in any way based on Western or Eastern you know, influences. uh, is, it's just so awesome to see Mm -hmm. and and exciting. You know, you, you get your fill. If you, if you watch pop culture, you get your fill of Eastern influenced, uh, media and just every time you turn on the TV, it's some sort of medieval, this or Viking that, you know, like that stuff is omnipresent and to see this, you know, universe and and this world is, it's just such a breath of fresh air. And it's so exciting to see, Uh and they did just such an incredible job of, of making it unique in its own thing. Yeah. It it, it excites the imagination mm. to see this world and <clears throat> all the incredible technology. Wakanda is easily 100 years ahead of everybody yeah,
1: else. I, I I think that's one of the coolest things is like, you know, all the gadgets and stuff. Like, you know, we've been talking about how Iron Man's suit has sort of like evolved yeah. uh, through all mm-hmm. these movies. And like, you know, he had these goofy things for a while, like the suitcase <clears throat> you know suit yeah and mm-hmm. like uh other things kind of like popping on and like it, it like the the suit that um shuri gives him that he chooses sort of puts all of those to shame like it's a necklace and oh. it just sort of like crawls yeah. out of that and covers him it's i yeah. mean it's like it's way more advanced and cool
0: yeah than, it's definitely miles ahead yeah. of, of uh the, any iron man suit we've seen so far yeah uh, we get the sense maybe he doesn't have, like, the onboard computer, the AI thing. Right. But, of course, uh, you know, T'Challa is an, an enhanced individual anyway. He doesn't really need all that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like it's like Captain America in an Iron Man suit. You know, he's just that powerful. Yeah. Um, and I loved the, the scenes, though, where he's fighting without the suit. That yeah. whole scene mm-hmm. in the casino. It, it, it was every bit as exciting as watching Captain America, like, punch those guys and that scene where claw has him uh dead to rights with his like arm cannon thing and he yeah. picks up the entire like cart full of money
1: yeah. yeah that's gotta weigh hundreds of pounds
0: yeah it's just so great like to see like he picks it up like it's nothing but then when it explodes you realize like that must have been the most enormous piece of furniture yeah. you know <laughs> to absorb that blow <clears throat> so yeah i it's just it's fantastic mm-hmm. The uh, the hologram technology with those like beads, yeah, where they can see everything, and then of course, uh, what's so incredible to me is their their aircraft, which look like just they look like spaceships, right? You know, it's and they also have like force fields as well, uh-huh. like those cloaks.
1: Yeah, those are yeah. I just like. I, yeah those are really neat like it's just like visually it's you know a piece of fabric but it's doing it's got this yeah. technology built in to be this yeah. sort of, like force field shield
0: it, it's it to me it's it's on it's almost on the same level as like asgard you know yeah like yeah where you have this like this like you know like the spears that they're using and everything like it's old tech but it's still like miles ahead of what so i I
1: had that impression too i'm glad you said that um because when it was when they were healing um ross and so she uh shuri was sort of manipulating this uh 3d image to sort of look at his spine and she was doing some stuff you don't really see what she's doing it just magically sort of he's better um Mm -hmm. and that reminded me of um i think it's the first thor movie when um natalie portman's character is like is that a what do you call it you know oh, that's the second one yeah, yeah 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 and and they're like no it's it's and they have it's some soul like, forge. yeah and she's like <laughs> well does it do xyz you know and it was sort of the same thing that like it, it you know the blurring of the lines between the magic and technology yeah. um i think they they they're doing a good job of keeping on brand with that
0: and it was, it was the inverse of that scene because you got Everett who's like, this is magic. And yeah. she's like, it's not magic. It's technology. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is, which is such a neat reversal. And yeah. I would not have put that together if you hadn't brought that up. That's, that's and, very cool. And then following
1: that, they, they really hammer that point home. Cause like, like he looks out and sort of sees the mining area and they make the point that he recognizes what is happening, like the technology in general. He just can't Mm -hmm. fathom that it's being, that it's been perfected to that point.
0: Yeah. And it's being used on that scale. Yeah. 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 Like it's, yeah, he, he's, he can truly appreciate like how far they've come in here. He's just a few scenes ago. He's like, you know, they're shepherds. He knows about their, their cool outfits, you know, Uh but that's, he's like, that's about it. for Wakanda. But even aside from the technology, like the city itself, uh, the architecture of the city is is so cool to look at, yeah. and we get a lot of awesome shots of it, like built along that river and like into the mountains, and mm-hmm. it feels like it's almost part of the the landscape, you know. Yeah, and and all the little details, like the fact that the uh, the one tribe has domesticated rhinos. Yeah, yeah. I I just I love that so much. Uh-huh. Like that is just like. I don't know like I want to know more about this yeah. you know like I could do like a whole trilogy of movies just set in Wakanda oh yeah and like exploring all the different things about it you really
1: it. only get a, a, a taste of like three of the tribes mm-hmm. but, like the other yeah. two like there's not even enough time to real. like they kind of you know sketch them but you you know you don't get the yeah. full the full um right experience but yeah I, I mean I think that would be that would be awesome the, I, um, want, I, want of, a, I want like a documentary. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be awesome. The uh, speaking of the tribes, the Jabari tribe, the one that lives in the so mountains—that's my favorite. Yeah, and they like so. It's what's cool is I, I guess whatever tribe that the like the royal tribe they're they've got it's they've got like that like the the panther god Bast yeah. is like their symbol, but they the ones in the mountains you know are more about like the gorillas uh-huh. and just that sense of it like it's just tickles that part of my brain where it's like oh yeah this tribe likes this and this tribe yeah yeah it's so cool yeah um but
1: one of my favorite lines is when he he threatens to feed ross to his children and everyone's real quiet and then he's like just kidding we're vegetarians
0: yeah and he laughs about it for like a minute (laughs) which is great he like keeps going Mm um yeah let the uh the the, that tribe, too, and its independence from the other ones, and like kind of almost aloofness, you know, yeah. uh, in the coronation scene where all the other tribes have an opportunity to challenge T'Challa and they're all like make a big deal of showing that they're not going to do that. Yeah. And, you know, they're all, and then they come late and they come and make a big show to like steal all this attention yeah. and challenge. Uh, you almost I almost get the just,
1: impression that they've been not even attending some of these that like, yeah, you know, maybe absolutely. this is the first time anybody's
0: like there has seen them. There was definitely no pause for them. There yeah. was no like, oh, what are the Jabari here? Oh, I guess they didn't come. Okay, yeah. well, let's move on. Like they just went right over it. Right. Like, of course, they didn't come. They mm-hmm. never come. Yeah. And I, I, I really liked that. I liked that whole scene with the, the big cliff waterfall with all the people yeah. like watching it. They, uh, they they do this
1: so they did it with claw and they also do it with mbaku um sort of the idea of like they they, they give these little red herrings of like bad guys or people yeah. that are going to be impediments that turn out to be um either not impediments or like mbaku uh turns out to be an ally in the long run
0: yeah uh, mbaku in the in the comics is a villain okay uh and uh so kind of going on with the gorilla theme his his he's got that mask and yeah he, he dresses up and he has a costume and his, his name is the man ape okay and that's one of those comic book names that didn't trickle down into the movie because it's silly yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know i i i like i feel like the mcu does such a fantastic job of picking and choosing like this part comes that part stays yeah <laughs> <laughs> and like they they just really get it and, I'll, and sometimes they'll pick stuff where you're like, why did they pick that that's silly, but they make it work, right, yeah. you know? And they're just so good about it. Um, but that was a piece that they they smartly left behind, but they definitely brought in Baku, who's such a fantastic character, and Winston Duke yeah. plays him so well, because mm-hmm. uh, he's he's so complicated. He, you know, is, is not a big fan of T'Challa, enough that he fights him and would have probably killed him yeah. if he could. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, ultimately sides with you know well he and the thing is he saved him you know he they found him and he could have just left him to die but he's like no we're gonna keep him on ice until we can figure out what to do with them yeah i like the the distinction too between like you know the jabari tribe live a a much simpler life you know they don't have any of that technology they're not into it Mm -hmm. um nothing and he is a he is a disrespect for shuri yeah uh who is probably the smartest person on earth right i I would imagine (laughs) with what she's able to do i mean not only is she inventing all this stuff like iron man but then she's straight up like operated on everett so she's like also a medical doctor yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) she's definitely i i would like to see her in a room with uh with banner with his seven phds i'd like to see (laughs) what they could come up with together Uh uh-huh and the the great you know um the shame about Wakanda is that they've been so isolated. And, uh, so it's, it's awesome to see, you know, at the end of the movie, them realizing like what they have to offer and that, you mm-hmm. know, uh, it's, it's a great, it's a great story because they, you've got the Michael Jordan character who comes in and he's, you can understand where he's coming from, but he's, he's clearly wrong. You know, he's yeah. interested in he, he, he doesn't want justice as much as he wants revenge.
1: Yeah, exactly. And
0: he's, he's interested in, in a lot of death and mayhem and he's, you know, so you've got him, but then his, his vision going up against T'Challa's vision and T'Challa realizes that he's wrong too. Right. By being an isolationist, that's not helping anything. Yeah. And it's being selfish. And, and so it's nice to see, um, the hero kind of grow and yeah. and realize that he was on the wrong side of things too, that mm-hmm. they were both wrong together in, in different ways. Right. And, and um, you, you obviously almost, you almost feel to different degrees as well. Yeah.
1: Well, and you almost feel it, in that last scene, when he takes him up to the mountain, he says, you know, there's still time we could heal you. Yeah. Um, and uh, Killmonger chooses not to, you know, and mm. uh, sort of, you know, makes that statement, but you could almost feel that T'Challa was sort of saying like, I have found the middle road. Mm -hmm. You can too. Mm -hmm. Like you can, yeah. You know, you can, you can change your mind. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not too late. And, and, um, yeah. Killmonger rejects that.
0: Because I mean, honestly, he, you know, like there was, there was some bloodshed or whatever, but there's nothing really that, you know, yeah, there was, T'Challa was was looking for a path for redemption for that guy yeah. for 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 Killmonger because he saw that and he felt it too that Killmonger was he was a villain but he was also a victim. Yeah. And, oh, absolutely. Uh just like just like some of the best villains and I I put him up there with with the best villains of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um because he you hear him talk and you're like you could almost like, almost start to sympathize, and then you realize, like, what he intends to do, and you're like, Well, that's wrong. Right. Like, you yeah, can't yeah. do that. Um, but they're just, he's, I don't know, like, it's, it's so, it's so great to to have that there. Um, but he is, he is a victim, just like, uh, uh, and not in the same way, but like, Zemo was, was a victim, lost his family too, you know, like, that's what makes such a complex character, somebody mm-hmm. that you can despise and, and reject what they're, doing but still like at the same time like have sympathy for and be like yeah their life is ruined yeah and you know like what would what would i do if i were them right you know, like i for me it's easy to make this decision but like if i was them would it be right i don't know it's 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 definitely something to think about yeah I and think, oh I, go ahead i think
1: one of the um the the big the big conversations this movie is having is like, what is the responsibility of power? And like, mm-hmm. if you have yeah. the ability to do something, is it your responsibility? Is, is it, do you have the right to choose not to help? Yeah. You know? Um, I think that's very, um, I don't, I, and, and, you know, it it's almost sort of like the perfect response to um, the history of colonization. Is yeah. that in you know choosing to then go out and and help and help ri- uplift people um, in the world as a whole and like what he said at the UN that let's try to act if we can as if we were all one tribe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was um, you know that's taking I I, I mentioned earlier, uh, metaphorically speaking he had found a middle road but really literally that's taking the higher road here. Yeah, I mean, he's he's making the, the truly um, the highest moral decision that he's, that you could make there.
0: I I think it's interesting that you mentioned that the, the, uh, the, the point of the movie or one of the the themes of the movie is, is what to do with power, because that's sort of the, the superhero, you know, struggle is they have power. Like, what do you do with it? And that's, you know, something that it becomes explicit in 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 the Spider-Man movie, but, in, in this movie, I was watching the special features and Winston Duke uh, who plays zumbaku said said um, that Wakanda is a superhero and Wakanda has a superpower, which is its technology and its vibranium stores. And, and, you know, with that, with what you said in mind, you know, yeah, Wakanda needs to, you know, and it does by the end of the movie realize like, Hey, I can help the world yeah. with these powers. Yeah. Absolutely. And by not doing, they were, you know, not, not being a hero, right? Uh, so uh, I awesome. like how that that came together. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah this is absolutely fantastic movie. Uh, well deserved all its accolades. The cast is incredible, uh-huh. and, and you look at the the cast list. I mean, these guys. It's just a who's who of fantastic actors. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously Chadwick Bozeman's just so good as T'Challa, both in this and in Civil War and Michael Jordan, yeah, he's you know, great. just such a fantastic performance by him. Um, but even all the way down to the secondary cast, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Lupita uh, Nyong'o and, and of course, Angela Bassett's in mm-hmm. it. And, yeah. um, one of my favorite actors who is, in it just a little bit, who plays, um, uh, Prince, uh, N'Jobu. Um, Michael K. Uh, Sterling K. Brown rather oh, Sterling yeah. K. Brown who is so great. I love him in everything he's in yeah. and I watched this movie before I'd seen him in any other thing. This was the first thing I think I'd seen him in uh-huh. and uh, of course he was in uh, People versus O.J. Simpson uh, that American Crime oh, Story okay. show yeah. and uh, he's a series regular on um, uh, <clears throat> uh, This Is Us that NBC show. Okay. And he's, he's been in a bunch of other things. He's on the most recent season of uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel. But he's one of my favorites. He's such a phenomenal actor. And even in this little piece, you know, so cool to see him in this. And playing a a kind of like a proto version of Killmonger. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, doing yeah, the same you, thing. You,
1: you see where he got a lot of, not only his, did his experiences shape him, but are, those ideas were already being fomented,
0: you know, mm-hmm. in him you know, by his father. You know. And, and know his experience his father's experience, is is, is even more compelling because he came from luxury you know from yeah. being a prince in in wakanda and they they don't really make it too explicit in this movie i i had to read a little bit about it to really capture it. they mentioned they mentioned the the war dogs yeah, in this yeah. movie and so that's sort of like um uh, wakanda's like cia okay um and I got, they the, go I got that impression. They're scouts yeah. that are out mm. spying and doing stuff. Exactly. Spies. And they're mainly, they're just to kind of get a pulse on what's going on. So Wakanda's just always in the loop, you yeah. know, every world power needs spies. Right. And, and so he was embedded in, in, uh, in America in California and became, you know, like, you know, so aware of the terrible plight,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, of, uh, of African Americans, and he's like, we got to do something, yeah. and that totally changed his, you know. And I'm sure it was an interesting move for him, where he's coming from this life of luxury to living like this, and he went full blown revolutionary. Yeah, Um, but both him and Killmonger compromised because they work with people like Claw, who you know, Luce's Claw, who embodies that, you know, like his his whole thing is he stole vibranium from Wakanda, yeah. you know, like. And if you ever find yourself on his side, that should be a big clue. Like you're, you're going about this the wrong way. Right. Like you're, you're doing something the wrong, uh, the wrong way. Well, he, he,
1: if, he has this line where you realize like, you know, they talk a lot about colonizers and colonization and like he epitomizes the colonizer yeah, mindset. He does. And he does the fact that they're working with him. Yeah, you're right. It, like that should be a red flag to them that, but, but I guess there's things sort of like any mean that means to, uh, the end. Yeah, um, but, he he has that line. Um, you know, we always search for El Dorado. It turns out it was in Africa. You know, the, the idea of like mm-hmm. the colonizer, the the European looking for the city of gold, or you know, what's mm-hmm. you know the treasure, um, yeah. you know, and exploiting it, and to then that's that's the end goal is is
0: is the money and power. A- absolutely, and his. And it's not It's not just a matter of working with him, and Killmonger was able to flip it, and he, he did kill him and, and used him to his own end, but um, the his father, it's implied here that the reason why Claw has that brand and has all that vibranium and has all that money and is where he is at all is because the killmonger's father you know kind of was working with them right and he he ripped him off so like if it wasn't for that like claw wouldn't have had any sort of power or ability so he he definitely enabled him and empowered him uh certainly not what he was intending to do so it's yeah it's just you could just talk about this movie forever it's such a good story yeah um this movie um made uh well it takes place a week after civil war which is something they mentioned at the beginning i don't know if you picked up on that no um, i missed that yeah so they he's uh t'challa watching a newscast about his father dying and she mentions it was a terrorist attack in berlin one week ago one week ago okay so yeah it's and this is only like a couple of days so like he's had a rough that's a rough month for him right <laughs> Uh, going through all of civil war and then coming back to dealing with this, Waka- you know, the situation in Wakanda. Yeah. It's, it's bananas to think about like the timeline there. Yeah. And, uh, that would place this movie two years before it actually came out. Uh, you, you mentioned his, his UN, um, address at the end of the movie, uh-huh. Um, and that was a, that was a big deal too, from when it came out. Cause this movie came out in 2018. So it was one of the last movies, um, that was like being worked on and like kind of wrapped up oh, MCU films, I should say. Um, that was right around the, the 2016 election, uh-huh. you know? So it, 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 it wrapped, you know, after that. And he has a line, uh, he says, you know, in times of crisis, um, the wise, Build bridges while the foolish oh, yeah. build barriers. Yeah. And it's such a, a great line. And and Everett who represents America in uh-huh. this film, or represents uh, I guess, you know, white Americans, white men, yeah. Uh gives, you know, gives a approving smirk at that line. It's uh it's it's great. It's a it's a great line, it's a great end to that, and it's it's a way for him to kind of acknowledge the you know that. That isolationist um, mentality, no matter what form it takes, is, yeah. is damaging to the whole world. Right. Yeah, so are you ready for your pop quiz? It's time for Aaron's pop quiz for Nick. <laughs> I
1: had to tack that one on. <laughs> okay.
0: All right, so in Black Panther's first appearance in the comic books, who is his first fight with Ooh. a dr doom b ulysses claw c fantastic four or d killmonger
1: uh all right i don't think i can reason this one out <laughs> um I'm going to say Dr. Doom just because I want it to be Dr. Doom.
0: <laughs> that would be cool. He does it. does fight Dr. Doom.
1: I only um, barely know who Dr. Doom is.
0: He is the Fantastic Four's main villain. Okay. okay. Um, but he's also like kind of, he's one of, he's kind of set up in the comics as like one of Earth's mightiest supervillain. Gotcha. Like he's, he's like the top tier on Earth. Um, to get beyond him, you have to go into space and get into like Galactus and Thanos and stuff like uh-huh. that. But Doctor Doom is is up there, and even Doctor Doom is, I, I believe, taken on Thanos and kicked his butt once or twice. So yeah. he's a big bad. But that's not who Black Panther fought. Um, he actually debuted in uh, Fantastic Four number fifty two yeah. in in the early sixties, and he fought the Fantastic Four in his first issue. No um he was in in that in that film he's the king of wakanda he asked the fantastic four to come and they're excited to go to wakanda because they know of its vibranium and it's a it's a really cool place and when they get there uh the black panther attacks them and after the fight, that's kind of like the cliffhanger, I think, of the of the issue, because he comes back in the ne- next issue, and it turns out he was just testing their strength. Oh, yeah, because yeah. because he needs their help to fight Ulysses Claw, who is terrorizing Wakanda. Or whatever. Yeah, okay. Um, it, Black Panther, and in, in, in true Fi- Fantastic Four fashion, in a lot of these comics, especially early ones, the Fantastic Four um, will each go after the the their antagonists and fight them one-on-one and they're each one of them is not a match for whoever the, the, the person they're fighting is. And in this case it's black Panther and he easily beats them all one-on-one. And then they always are like, Oh, we should all work together, (laughs) which even though like they're a superhero team. Yeah. I bet that gets old after
1: like the second time.
0: (laughs) And uh, and they eventually overpower Black Panther because they're all working together. There's just four of them, but Black Panther is stronger than any individual member of the Fantastic Four, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, he later uh, joined the Avengers um, uh, later on, so he became a member of the Avengers, I think, in the late '60s, and then he eventually gets his own comic, and it's a uh, it's 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 kind of a blind spot for me in the comics. I haven't read. Uh, very much Black Panther, Mm -hmm. but I've seen like pictures of it online and the artwork is so incredible, especially like some of the more modern ones. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, It's, I I definitely would like to check it out. Um, But yeah, uh, speaking of, of trivia for this film, uh, this film made $1.3 billion. It's a lot of clams. It's the highest grossing solo venture of the mcu and it's uh it's the third highest at the time it was the third highest mcu film ever the wow. only two films ahead of it were avengers 1 and avengers 2 which are it's kind of cheating because that has like every character yeah in them, you know so it it definitely was a incredible smash hit um 1.3 billion dollars for a superhero solo film the debut of that character really yeah uh, not including Civil War, uh, the of a film's revenue comes. But what's interesting? The international markets, but Black Panther. That's not the case. More than half of that 1.3 billion, 700 million dollars, is from its domestic run, which is bonkers. That's like double in the other MCU yeah. film. Wow. The only film to beat that is Avengers: Endgame. And that's kind of cheating because Avengers: Endgame is the biggest film of all time and made uh, more than twice as much money as Black Panther. So it made 2.8 uh, billion and made more. But so like Black Panther, like percentage-wise, just completely dominated the U.S. market in yeah. the U.S. box office while it was out. And uh, it, it's totally deserved. It's it's such a fantastic film. So the, um, we we
1: briefly mentioned the soundtrack. I just want to come back to it. The yes. soundtrack. Um, I I know they they that was like a big thing in and of itself when they released the soundtrack to it. Everyone mm-hmm. was like, "Oh no, it's dropping!" And uh, I mean, yeah. it's it's awesome. Like, I really love how even when they put like sort of their cinematic, um, the Marvel esque cinematic um themes, like you know your your regular sort of. Uh, Uh, you know orchestra uh, orchestral arrangements there were Mm -hmm. still like they still had like
0: drums and beats and um,
1: yeah uh, going underneath it it was awesome
0: absolutely yeah the score won an oscar but the soundtrack is fantastic in its own right uh um, curated by kendrick lamar yes and oh so so incredible um yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because it is another feature. I, I, you really feel it in the um, the car chase in Korea. Yeah, is is a is a great moment for the soundtrack, and uh, the last fight when they're in the vibranium mines fighting, and like that's more of like a score thing. But it's it's such a great like I don't know, really pumps yeah. you up. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned the the
1: the chase scene, the car chase scene. That's specifically in the movie when i was like man this music is great yeah like absolutely. i even I, I paused to think about it
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I'm, I'm i'm glad you you didn't let that one get away from us yeah
1: um so oh what was i going to say i don't remember um oh all right so i do have one quibble you
0: want to know it is it is it the the fight scene on the train tracks
1: um no, not that specifically, but uh-huh. my quibble is just occasionally how the suit looks. Yeah. Um, for the most part, the the VFX are awesome and amazing as per usual. I felt like the suit wasn't the strongest. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it looked great, and it was in some of the bigger scenes that sometimes it didn't look fantastic to me. Like when he's like surfing on the car. Yeah. A couple of times I'm like, "Eh, it took me a little bit out of it, but the rest of the time it looks great."
0: The but, the the big complaint for this film is the suits in that that final fight. Yeah. Uh people will describe it as PlayStation 2 era. <laughs> and I think those people probably need to pick up a PlayStation 2 because it doesn't look anything like that. Yeah. But uh it does it does look something about it does look a little on the cheap side. Yeah. And I want to say this film also had uh, i want i'm going to take a look at the the budget here i don't think i have that information here but i'm going to i'm going to google it real quick because um i'm pretty sure it wasn't working with yeah 200 million dollars which isn't bad but it's also like a drop in the bucket compared to like you know the next movie that came after it, infinity war had uh you know 33% more money yeah. to work with and in game almost double uh-huh. so like it's definitely not uh, you know, there's only but so much right uh, to to go around. But I I totally hear that because there are parts where I'm like, eh, it could be a little stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that. Uh, but you mentioned at the very beginning of this review about seeing the connections to the to the MCU. Now, did you did you stay for the the final scene when you went to go see it in the theaters?
1: Uh. Like the I, d- final so I did, scene. I did, but I didn't know who the heck that was. <laughs> and I remember people being really excited and I was like, uh whatever. That doesn't mean anything to me.
0: Um when you watch when you watched Winter Soldier, and or I guess before that, when you watched the first Avenger, were you like, "Oh, that's the guy from the end of Black Panther"? I
1: don't know if I put it together because I like I yeah. I didn't know him to the extent that I my brain didn't remember him. You know, it's yeah, just like that's I, a person I, I don't that. know. I, I'm not gonna try to remember <laughs> his face or whatever.
0: Why Why I, did you stay to the end of the movie just because everybody else was? Yeah,
1: yeah, and <laughs> and I think I knew through from Guardians that Marvel did like post credit and the end. yeah, it's yeah. so like oh we'll sit and watch it. Um, yeah. of course, Me- Megan always says I have face blindness too. So, <laughs> I mean it could be that it could be that, yeah. um, he's
0: got kind of a forgettable face. Yeah. Obviously. Sebastian Stan just kind of doesn't, he looks like everybody and nobody.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh,
0: well. but
1: it's good to, and so, uh, I definitely didn't pick up on it the first time, but the second time in watching when they take Agent Ross back to Wakanda to get healed, um, Shuri says, oh, another broken white guy to fix up? Yeah. And, yeah. and I was like, oh, oh, okay. That's because they, <laughs> they've already got Bucky there. They, and they must have had him there the whole time since, I guess, the events of Civil War.
0: Yeah, at the end of Civil War, they bring him to Wakanda and they freeze yeah. him. He, he insists on being put back under until they can... Take they can f- take all the Hydra stuff out of his brain, and uh, so at the end of this movie, we it's heavily implied that Shuri has figured out how to do that. Yeah, because he and, says
1: she calls him Lieutenant Barnes or something, or S- Sergeant, Sergeant Barnes, Bar- and yeah. he says uh, Bucky.
0: Yeah, and it, it, she, she, and he says thank you, yeah. implying like she's she's fixed him because yep. he didn't want to be walking around if somebody else could find that little red book and yep. make him attack his friends. So. You think we'll see Bucky again? Was this the last? Oh no, we'll see him again. Now that he's okay. fixed, he's
1: gonna show up and be buddies with the Captain again.
0: Did you see the very, the very end, the very last? Like it was that text on the yeah, screen. Yeah, he
1: will return in um uh in game, right? Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Infinity,
0: infinity War. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Now, in game didn't have a name yet at this point. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, speaking of infinity. Um Infinity Watch, do we get any new stones? No.
1: I don't think so. So that
0: that sixth stone is still missing. We don't know where it is. Where is it? Do you think it's in Wakanda?
1: Uh, what Do you think? Do you I, think
0: it it could be in Wakanda? I, I, if
1: it if it was, it would have to be like the heart of that meteor or something that hit. Yeah. Um but I I would also be
0: three of the six on Earth.
1: Yeah, I I don't I
0: don't think that's likely. Okay. But I, um, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Uh, Not I. I. <laughs> so we are uh, we're at the part of the the episode where I ask you, Nick, how much do you know about next week's film? Well, I didn't know
1: anything until a few minutes ago when you accidentally let slip that it was Infinity War.
0: Wait, when did I say that? You in you said
1: it in in conversation. You said something <laughs> about oh you were talking about the budgets and you said oh in the next movie Infinity War had.
0: Oh, oh, oh uh, you're I like, to yes, talk. Okay, secret. I should have just
1: <laughs> pretended I knew it.
0: Um, well, I uh, wouldn't have been surprised. There's only a few films left. There's five films left, yeah. so you yeah, had a and, pretty good shot of guessing it. It
1: did say like at the end they'll be back in, in, in Infinity War, so I knew that yeah. was coming pretty soon.
0: Yeah. I can't believe it's here. This is the film Infinity War is the one I was picturing in my mind watching with you. Oh Yo, yeah. When we started this, and I was really? like that will just never happen. It's so many it's so <laughs> many movies in. That's
1: fascinating.
0: That's movie 19. So so it's not it's at long last Avengers 3, Avengers Infinity War is the next film we're going to be watching together. What what do you know about it? Uh I don't know anything. I know Absolutely
1: nothing. I'm assuming Thanos is going to feature. I'm assuming the whole crew is going to battle Thanos because he's going to try and collect the Infinity Stones and uh, complete his gauntlet of destruction. Mm
0: -hmm. You know that Black Panther's in it because this movie told you. Yep, yep, yep,
1: (laughs) yep. He's in it. All right. I know Uh, that it had a bigger budget than this movie. (laughs)
0: Did you know that cuz i cuz i i also said that earlier yeah. a... <laughs> it did it did um so yeah in Infi- avengers 3 um at the time that movie was being made uh they were like oh it's going to be like a two part movie oh, it's going to yeah. be infinity war 1 and infinity war 2 and then around this time when black panther came out they said No, we're not going to do that. It's going to be Avengers: Infinity War, and then Avengers Four will be the next one. And they decided it's not going to be Infinity War Part Two. So that's important color for you to know. Okay. Going into it. Um, So uh, uh, I'm assuming it's a long movie. It's pretty long. Um, Let's see here. I'm gonna. This movie was. I mean, I mean, they're up there, but Infinity War um, is. Uh yeah, two hours and forty minutes. Woo! Yeah, so that's they're, almost they're, the Gettysburg. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, it's up there. It's not the longest. It's almost uh, a Endgame Titanic. Is the longest with three hours and two minutes for Endgame. Oh wow! Yeah, but we're we're in the in the long film section of the MCU. Yeah. Um, with just a handful to go, I so, have no
1: idea what else. So like, okay, I know Infinity War. I know uh-huh. Endgame's coming up. Towards the end, uh huh. I know there's another Ant Man. Uh huh. There's two more. I don't know what those are. I guess oh, I'll just yeah. have to wait and find out.
0: You'll have to wait and find out. You'll know when you hear them. You'll be like, "Oh yeah, I knew that." Oh yeah, oh, I knew that too. Yeah. You just can't think of it right now. Um. So, how I know we know your interest meter is high, but what what expectations do you have for Infinity War? This is like the big. Everything's been building up to this.
1: Yeah, movie. no, I'm, 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 I've got high expectations for it. Actually, I, I mean, like, this has got to be a big payoff because, mm-hmm. you know, we've been learning about this stuff for a while. We've been building up to it. I'm expecting, uh, to be wowed, man. Yeah, and I, I I'm sure I will be because I'm, you know, uh, I, I don't recall there being a big outrage of like. <laughs> Man, how disappointing was that movie? So I'm assuming that the general consensus is that it's pretty good for, well, for fans of the series.
0: Yeah. What if it was like it was like Game of Thrones season eight? <laughs> no level. one just no one talks about it. And I just I'm bringing you through this just to troll you. Like just <laughs> to feel like, oh, Man, hi.
1: I would shake your hand.
0: <laughs> well, Nick, that's not the case. You gotta trust me, Nick. You gotta watch this. our podcast we want to hear from you you can reach out to us on email at you got to watch this podcast at gmail.com you can also reach us at facebook or instagram at you got to watch this podcast or on twitter at gotta underscore watch thanks